Hello everyone, welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. Thank you for tuning in once again. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Welcome to listeners new and old for the Premier League preview special. Uh, obviously EFL as well, but really going to be focusing on the Premier League this weekend as it all gets underway again. Yep, it does. So Premier League takes centre stage today. Uh, so here's what we're, what we're going to go through. Um, we're going to do our Premier League outright bets at the start. So we've covered the outrights in the Football League last week. So this week, we're going to look at Premier League winner, top four, relegation, dark horses, etc., etc. Um, then we'll give you our individual Premier League tips from the weekend. We'll kind of go through it game by game as usual. And then we shall look at the Football League. So we'll go through the Championship, League One and League Two, picking out our betting highlights from those leagues as well. And then... Uh, we'll bring you our bomb-proof trebles for this week as well. Yeah, not the best week uh, for our trebles uh, last week. Opening day, traditionally, uh, I mean, gambling in, in its own way is is all or nothing, but I feel like opening day really is all or nothing. And unfortunately, we didn't end up in any kind of profit. But, you know, we've got a couple of games under our belt, Carabao Cup in midweek, uh, as well as the EFL opening day. So, Feeling well equipped and ready to tackle the uh, schedule ahead of us. Yeah, it's always tough to gauge on the first few weeks, but as ever, we'll do our best. Um, we'll start then with the Premier League. Let's not mess around and let's go straight in with who we think is going to win the Premier League this season. Uh, Tom Walker, I'll let you take this one away. Um, who do you fancy to win the Prem this season? I fancy Chelsea. Oh, it stole it from me. I thought I was going to be a bit different and say Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're not the favourites. Man City are the favourites at four to six. Chelsea five to one. Liverpool five to one. Manchester United eight to one. Tottenham at forty and so on. Uh, yeah, Chelsea for me. You know, Champions League holders. I mean, you've got the Champions League holders who have added Romelu Lukaku and. It's hard to look past them, even though they're not the defending champions. Uh, City's business, Grealish apart, you know, feels it feels not negative around City, but there's always stories about players wanting to leave because of pet roulette. You know, they want to be main players at leading European clubs, your Bernardo Silvers, etc. And it feels like Chelsea are kind of just going forward and everyone's in the right direction. And it's, it feels like a bit of a juggernaut towards... Uh, at least competing for the title and I think ultimately winning it at 5-1. to one. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, the sign of Lukaku for me is an absolute game changer for Chelsea and their fortunes this season. Obviously, um, I did think they were going to go close anyway uh, with the squad they've got, but you know, with, with Lukaku, he is guaranteed goals. Proven Premier League goal scorer. We see it at the Euros as well. You know, the guy is, the guy is that focal point up front that they need. Um and I think, you know, with a Kai Havertz, who seems to be getting better and better and better, uh, Mason Mount, you know, Kante, Jorginho, Marshall in the midfield, I think they've got everything they need. You know, and then you throw into that the fact they were very solid at the back as well last season and kept so many clean sheets under Tuchel. Um, yeah, I think they've got all the ingredients that that you need for uh, Premier League title winners this season. And uh, yeah, 5-1, to one, I think, is a very good price. I actually think that price could potentially... Even get a little bit longer, um, you know. If Man City end up signing Kane, 
I think that will shorten Man City's odds, absolutely. So, you know, we may find that Chelsea get a little bit longer in the odds. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Still still time in the window, isn't there? A lot can change. But, you know, as we're, as we're talking right now, I like the look of Chelsea. Uh, United 8-1 to one interests me. Uh, I don't think they'll do it, but I think you get good value for money. I, I think they're going to be pretty close this season. Yeah. I see it as a top three, to be honest with you. Man City, Chelsea and Manchester United. Lots of question marks over Liverpool, Tottenham, etc. Um, so, yeah, United 8-1, to one, I, think, I think they might push it quite close. I, think, uh, I don't think anyone's going to run away with it, put it that way. No, I agree. OK, then, um, let's have a look at relegation then. Uh, so, in terms of the odds, you've got Norwich, Watford and Brentford. They're the favourites to go down. They're the three sides promoted from the Championship. Um, and I was looking at the sides. I, I think, you know, out of those three, Watford, Brentford, Norwich, I'd be looking at, at probably Brentford and say out of all of them, I, I probably fancy them as having the best chance of staying up. Um, I can't see any of them coming up and doing a lead and really solidifying themselves, going straight into the top half of the table. And I was looking at the transfer business across all three and... I just didn't feel inspired by any of it, to be honest. Uh, a lot of these sides being sensible, um, you know, just making a few additions, not big money additions, you know, just a few in certain potentially key areas of weakness. Um, but no signings which have blown me away, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I fell down this trap with Norwich previously where I look at, I look at their players, I look at their manager, I look at everything about Norwich and I, I love what they do. But, you know, I, I'm really worried about them tactically. You know, are they going to learn from last time out? Going forward, I've watched Josh, Josh Sargent for the, uh, for the US and I don't think he is good enough to get them out of, out of trouble. Mm. Timu Puki obviously has hit goals at this level before, but in pretty much an isolated two-month period. Uh, Jordan Hugill, probably not good enough for the level. Alan, Adam Ida, sorry, very young. Yeah, I'm not hot on either three. And to be honest with you, I, I'd probably put Brentford as... Brentford or Norwich, for me, are, are going to be the ones that, that escape it. But I think two of the three will go down. Watford at evens, I'm, I'm on board. Norwich or Brentford. And then I'm all in on Southampton, Tom. Uh, lost Yannick Vestergaard or that's about to go through. Uh, wasn't great for Southampton last year, but he's one of the one of the better, best of the rest defenders in the league for me. Lost Danny Ings. That's obviously absolutely gigantic. Yeah. Hassan Huttel showed that he may not be all that uh, last season. They were really poor towards the back end of last season. And they're my kind of outsider tip. Um to go down from the uh, non-promoted sides. So yeah. to clarify, Watford, Southampton, and then Brentford or Norwich, I, I can't decide between them. Um, I'm going for Norwich, Watford. And then I'm, I'm a bit torn because I also agree with you. I think Southampton are, are a good shout to go down um, for the price as well, especially if if they, they may even end up losing James Ward-Prowse, you know, clubs circling around here, Maston Villa taking a very keen interest. So if they lose Ward-Prowse, uh, that even strengthens that argument even further. That price that down. price is going to plummet if he leaves. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other one that I'm kind of looking at, and in this bottom group, we've got Palace, Burnley, Newcastle, Southampton, Wolves, uh, Brighton. I'm potentially looking at Wolves as well. Uh, six to one, best price you can get Wolves at. I don't know anything about the manager, really. Not sold on that. They were pretty poor last season. Um, I don't think they've made any signings that really, that you know, I think can change that. I don't know if the manager they've got as an improvement on Nuno. I, I doubt he is, although to be honest, I don't know a lot about him. I appreciate that, you know, Raul Jimenez is coming back, but is he going to be the same player that he was before his, his horrendous injury? You know, those things take a a big mental toll, I think, the, the kind of injury that he's had. So are we going to see the same Jimenez who got 15-odd goals? I, I don't know if we will. Without him getting the goals, which has, you know, fired them to relative, relatively comfortable safety in previous seasons, I, I think they may struggle. No, I'm OK. I'm OK with that. I'm OK with that. Uh, I don't think they'll go. I think they've got way too much in terms of Traore, Neto, Podence, uh, Dendonka, Neves. Uh, I, I think they'll be absolutely fine, but I do think they will be in and around it. That There are for sure a lot of question marks around Wolves at the moment. But, Tom, for me, it's a no at this stage. Yeah. Tom, yeah. Uh, top goal scorer. Uh, any uh, particular picks? There's, there's an unbelievable amount of players to choose from. I've I've got to go with Lukaku. I think I think this guy in goals he is he is top quality, absolute top draw. I think it'll be very close. You know, the ones at the top of the market are the right ones. Harry Kane, Mo Salah, Lukaku. Um, yeah, five to one for Lukaku for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kane, obviously. I mean that for me depends on which club he's at. To be honest with you, uh, a few that are further down the list that I like the look of. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, twenty-five to one. Kelechi Iheanacho, thirty-three to one. Danny Ings, thirty-three to one. There's, there's quite a few attractive players that are big, big prices. But man, when you uh, when you pull up the list, you realise how many incredible attackers there are in this league. Um, yeah. So it will be quite the race. Uh, moving on, Tom. Let's talk about the opening weekend. The Premier League is back. Friday the 13th, Ooh. will it be jitters for Brentford or Arsenal, Tom? What are your thoughts as the 2021-22 season gets underway at the Brentford Community Stadium? <laughs> um, I think, I was trying to think of some really clever and witty pun there to do with Friday the 13th, um, but no, can't think of anything. So I'm just going to go, I think Brentford, I... I like 10 to 3, but I, I'm not going to tip it out. <laughs> I think um, I'm going to go both teams to score in this game. It's priced at 5 to 6. Uh, I think Brentford are going to be, the place is going to be rocking. Fans are going to be back. First game ever in the Premier League. There's going to be some atmosphere at that stadium. And I think in Arsenal, they have an opponent who they can absolutely get at. I wouldn't be going anywhere near Arsenal personally at 4 to 5, considering. You know, it's opening day, away at Brentford, first game in the league, etc., etc. So I'm just going to go for both teams to score here. I think this will be an entertaining game. I think generally 
Brentford strike me as being an entertaining team. We'll probably be tipping Brentford games, both teams to score quite a lot, I feel, this season. Uh, but yeah, I think this will be an entertaining one. Both teams to score. Yeah, not sure what to make of Arsenal. Uh, still uh, under Arteta. Happy to give them a clean slate, but it doesn't mean I trust them on opening day. And Brentford, yeah, unknown quantity. Uh, at times looked too good for championship level. At times didn't look good enough to go up. So really not sure what to make of them. Both teams to score is exactly what I had down, Tom. Uh, I could see this being a score draw, maybe a 1-1. Yeah, definitely. Uh, on Arsenal, I think uh, Pepe's going to have a good season. You yeah, know, maybe. Decent in the last few months, the last season, uh, I think this is going to be the season where he probably kicks on. I think, you know, out of their attacking players, and I'm talking about Lacazette, Aubameyang, Pepe, I think I think Pepe will probably be the one who kind of gets the most goals and offers the most threat for me this season. Mm-hmm. I'd see that. Saturday then, let's go straight in the 12.30. Manchester United against Leeds, Man U 8-15, the draw 7-2, Leeds 19-4. to um, Anything you fancy in this particular game? God, this is tasty, isn't it? It what is, a, isn't it? What a game this looks like. It looks like it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, I mean, obviously, we have to cast our minds back, Tom, to last season with... Leeds going to Liverpool uh, and putting on quite the show. Uh, so that's in the back of my mind when it comes to this game. I'm going to go for basically the same result as that game, uh, but obviously different teams. I'm going to go for Man United to win and both teams to score. It's two to one. So I could definitely see United conceding. I can also definitely see Leeds conceding. Uh, mm. Jaden Sancho really excites me. I think he will be the signing of the season. I'm a massive fan. Um, scored and assisted 32 goals in the Bundesliga last season. So really expecting him to go off this year. Probably my shout for PFA Young Player of the Year. And yeah, I, I think Bielsa only knows how to play one way, doesn't he? He's, he's going to go for the throat. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Um, I think the odds are good. Bielsa started a new one-year deal at Leeds today on the Thursday that we record. That obviously gives them a boost. But yeah, I think for me, um, Leeds will give it a good go. But ultimately, it'll end in defeat for this uh, stronger Manchester United side this season. Uh, Burnley against Brighton then. I don't know about you, but I, I have nothing for this. Yeah, well, nothing for this. Uh, the, the only thing that that reaches out. I mean, when I say nothing, I mean, uh, result wise under 2.5 goals is what I wanted to tip out. It's eight 15. Um, Burnley have played 12 games in a row at Turf Moor without winning and Brighton. These are all competitive games and Brighton have played six away from home without winning. So (laughs) bit of a dog's dinner under (laughs) 2.5. I think we should move on. Yeah, definitely. So we'll move on to Chelsea against Crystal Palace. Uh, Chelsea on the nose are one to four. The draws nineteen to four. Palace a big, big, big priced twelve to one. Um, for me, I, I obviously fancy Chelsea. We've both tipped them to win the league. Um, this game will come too early for Lukaku to play a part, but regardless, um, I think Chelsea will get the win. I'm not going to back it on the nose at one to four, but I do like the look of Chelsea to win. And both teams to score no, so that's Chelsea to win and keep a clean sheet. Uh, that's five to six. You know we know 
you know, Chelsea keep clean sheets for fun last season, uh, very defensively sound. And Crystal Palace under Vieira, don't really know what to expect from them, as we spoke about, without Eberichieze as well, uh, because of his injury, that, you know, dents their attacking threat somewhat. So, yeah, for me, I think Chelsea will get a comfortable win here. I don't think they'll batter Palace, but I think they'll get a 2-0, something like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I like the fact that Chelsea have just played the Super Cup and won it. I know it went to penalties, which is not ideal for Tuchel, but I feel like they've already got a competitive game that really meant something under their belt. Uh, and I feel like it's basically Chelsea's second game of the season. Palace coming off pre-season alone that just doesn't have the same feeling. So, yeah, agree with everything you say there. Cool. Uh, Everton, Southampton, then next. 10 to 11 for Everton, 13 to 5 for the draw, and 3 to 1 for Southampton. Um, anything that leaps off the page for you here? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sold, really, to be honest. I, I'm, I'm happy to take Everton. Uh, Southampton's last away win at Everton was in 1997. Uh, 22 meetings with Everton playing at home. Everton have won 14. Uh, Drew seven and Southampton has won once. The goal difference is 37-13 in favour of Everton. 10 to 11, they had problems at Goodison last year, but I expect them to uh, put Southampton, who feel like a bit of a wounded animal at the moment, I expect them to put them away relatively comfortably. It wouldn't surprise me if they did. I, I... I just, I just worry about Everton. I look at fantasy football. I see Dominic mm. Calvert-Lewin's got a uh, potential injury marked next to him. So uh, <laughs> if he doesn't play, you know, that weakens them. I know we shouldn't look into pre-season too much either, but they've had one pre-season game the last two and a half weeks and they got pumped 4-0 by Man U. Um, it doesn't... Pumped? Pumped 4-0 by Man U. <laughs> wow. I think that's a pod- <laughs> podcast first. <laughs> pumped. Love it. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't fill me with confidence. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to take a watching brief on Everton, to be honest, but it wouldn't surprise me if they did win. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to take them and hope that they pump Southampton. <laughs> um, Leicester Wolves then? Four Leicester Wolves, six. yeah. Four to six for Leicester, uh, 14 to five for the draw and 17 to four for Wolves. Um I'm on board with Leicester here. Four to six. We saw them uh, win the Community Shield last weekend. So, fantastic win for them. Ian Atchell on the score sheet, picking up from where he left off last season. I think uh, they should get a routine win against this Wolves side, who I've already said I I don't really fancy and I don't know what to really expect from under the new manager. So, yeah, Leicester, an obvious pick for me here. Yeah, I like Leicester. Just Just looking online, trying to find a price... I can only find Leicester to win, not Leicester to pump and win. So <laughs> maybe we'll have to do a request a bit. But no, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, yeah, Leicester for me. I think this might be quite overwhelming for Wolves when the KP is uh, when they have a special occasion, Champions League, cup games, big Premier League games. That that place is pretty uh, pretty special to me. So yeah, uh, four to six for me. You're not going to let this pump thing slide, are you? No, no, I am. I won't bring it up again. The, the, the listeners will turn us off. <laughs> right then, Watford against Villa. It's a final three o'clock in the Premier League on Saturday. Watford, 23-10. to 10. The draw, also 23-10. to 10. 
And Villa, the favourites, priced at five to four. Uh, don't know about you, but I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Villa at five to four. I think that pro- could prove to be a good price. Um, obviously, the sale of Grealish could potentially have a big impact on Villa. He was the talisman, of course, last season. But I can't help but be impressed with the uh, the way they spent the money, at least on paper. Uh, you know, Ben Buendia coming in from Norwich, Danny Ings from Southampton, Leon Bailey from Leverkusen could potentially be a really exciting signing. So. You know, between them, that's nearly a hundred million pounds worth of transfers, but a good, good hundred million pounds well spent, I think, for me. It gives me the heebie-jeebies, to be honest with you. I just read out the the previous record, right? Southampton's record at Goodison, and I've used it in my favour. So I feel like it's only fair to to point out that Villa's last away win at Watford was nineteen ninety nine. Um, they haven't Watford haven't lost at home to Villa in the last three. And Watford stretching back obviously into the championship haven't lost in their last ten competitive home games. Of course, things change. Some people think historical stats are absolute waffle. Uh I don't know. I I, I would probably rather go down maybe a both teams to score route for this. I, I'm not I've been burnt by this before where, where teams spend money and I expect instant results and, and sometimes it can take time. Both teams to score three to four, I think, is a smarter, less FIFA career mode way of looking at it. <laughs> OK, fair enough. Um, how about the final game then on Saturday? Norwich against Liverpool. Norwich priced at eight to one, the draw 19 to four and Liverpool three to ten. Anything that leaps out at you here? Yeah, I, th- I think you got to side with Liverpool here, haven't you? Um, yeah. I know they weren't great last year, but I have confidence in them being able to put a side that was championship level three months ago aside. Um, Virgil van Dijk, not sure if he's ready to start, but I know he's featured in pre-season. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see... I don't see why Liverpool don't win this game. I know Norwich are going to come. Carroll Road will be rocking. But I think their defensive frailties and the fact that they're relying on, you know, uh, the strikers that I mentioned earlier, I, I think Liverpool will get the job done. Three to ten, no. I don't want to touch that, to be honest with you. No, I was looking at over 2.5 goals and yeah, just looking at the side, the games between the sides historically, there's been some bloody good games. I'll tell you that. And I'm, I'm going to go back a little bit here. So... Bear with me. This is going back to 2012. Um, but the results when these two sides have played each other since 2012. 5-2, 5-0, 5-1, 3-2, 1-0, 5-4, 4-1, 1-0. And that's Liverpool winning all but the one drawn game. So Liverpool tend to feast when they play Norwich. You know, there's a lot of fives and fours amongst that that I just read out. Yeah, Suarez used to. Uh, it was basically an all-you-can-eat buffet for him, wasn't it? When he played uh, played Norwich, so yeah. Uh, oh, that, that's a good bet. I could see it being entertaining. Like you know, Farker get gets mm. his teams right after. It's kind of like a well, it's not like Leeds at all, but the attacking intent is similar to Leeds, where they just kind of go for it. Um, yeah. Will they? Will they be a bit more? Will they sit back a bit more after their relegation two seasons ago? That remains to be seen, but I think they'll go for it and I think Liverpool will will pick them off and it it will be relatively comfortable. 
Yeah, cool. Uh, and spoiler alert, I've captained Mo Salah in fantasy football for the opening weekend, so I'm expecting him to be amongst the goals. Oh, here we go. Right, Sunday then, two games. Newcastle against West Ham. That's a two o'clock kickoff. Newcastle 11-5. to The draw is 5-2 to and West Ham is 6-5. to um, I'm... I'm not sure on this one, to be honest. I'm inclined to take a watching brief. I like West Ham. I honestly do. Um, I don't know if Newcastle are going to get Joe Willock in, in time. Um, Newcastle, they do worry me a little bit. I thought about bringing them up when we were talking about relegation. Then I, I realised that I don't think they'll go down. But I just feel like they haven't strengthened enough. Um, West Ham, you know... Great season last season. Kept hold of Declan Rice. That's absolutely gigantic. Uh, make you know, make no mistake. That is absolutely huge. And yeah, you know, I I'm all in on West Ham. I think I think they can go there, get a result. Poss- I don't know. I don't know about score lines, but I think it might be quite tight. Maybe a one nil, something like that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking towards a West Ham persuasion. Six to five. Okay, uh, finally then, Tottenham against Manchester City. Nine to two for Spurs. Sixteen to five for the draw, and three to five for Man City. Uh, I can't look beyond three to five for Man City here. I doubt Kane will play. Um, I think he's starting training back with Spurs on Friday. I believe I read. Um, so whether he'll play this Sunday match, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. He probably won't be fit for it. Um, but yeah, three to five for Man City. I think they've got way too much for Spurs, to be honest, right now. 100%. 100%. Yeah, way too much. Uh, the managers going up against each other. Guardiola versus Nuno. I mean, it, it feels like a bit of a mismatch. The only mm-hmm. thing they've kind of got in common is you know, Tottenham have got a couple star players. I'm thinking Son and Kane, and they've got a shiny new stadium. Apart from that, they feel very far apart, to be honest with you. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Okay, then uh, let's wrap up the Premier League. Let's move on to our football league tips. So we'll start in the championship. We've got a full complement of fixtures pretty much on Saturday. Um, Anything you want to get us kicked off with straight away? Yeah, I I mean, it's early kickoff curse, but I I like the look of Peterborough to beat Derby. Um, I am not getting sucked into the fact that Derby are some kind of decent side. Uh, they drew to a COVID hit Huddersfield, uh, 1-1 at home. Huddersfield, by all accounts, the better side there. Uh, and then the hilarious celebrations of the, the 3-3 penalty win um, over Salford in the Carabao Cup kind of put into perspective where this team is for me. Peterborough, yeah, on their opening day, uh, they got absolutely papped by Luton, 3-0. Then in the Carabao Cup action, they played basically one regular first-teamer, lost 4-0 at home to Plymouth. I'm not worried about that at all. Not worried in the slightest. Peterborough back at home. I know they're going to score goals at this level. For me, Derby is still the worst team in this league. 23-20. I'm not letting one game or two games set alarm bells going off about what I think long-term about these teams. Yeah, that's a uh, a good, balanced way to look at it. 
to, to be honest, I was more looking at Peterborough and thinking, bloody hell, they shipped seven in the first two games. That worries me. <laughs> that worries the life out of me. For sure. Um, so, personally, I, I'm i not touching this one. But, um, yeah, I could see it. I could see that you're right. I could see Peterborough getting a, a comfortable win at 23-20. to 20, But I just can't go near it, especially early kickoff. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Um, one that I do think will probably come in, unfortunately for us, is uh, Bournemouth to win away at Nottingham Forest. Um, we threw away a 1-0 lead at Coventry last week and ended up losing 2-1, conceding in the 96th minute. Um, and I just think it's a case of Forest's disrupted pre-season catching up with them. You know, we had a COVID outbreak in the camp, had to cancel the last two pre-season games. Um, you know, we played well for the first half at Coventry. You know, second half, sat back on a lead, tired legs all over the pitch. You know, ended up conceding two and losing the game. And I think fitness is still going to be an issue. I think Bournemouth can well and truly capitalise on that. They've got a better squad than we have anyway. So I think six to five for a Bournemouth side who we spoke about last week as being bang up there in the league can just take advantage of Forrest uh, at this current stage of the season. Yep, yeah, I... I'm on board. I mean, pre midweek did lift the Reds. Um, forgot a man, Jalco Valio, with two Tyrese Fauna in midfield, playing really well. Finn yeah, back. No, I know. No, I know. But what I'm trying to say is, before you interrupt me, is <laughs> that the mood is definitely lifted. And yeah, even though I think Bournemouth will win, I'm just trying to say I don't think it'll be easy. Yeah, cool. Fair enough. Anyway, uh, yeah, moving on. Hull QPR. I think this has goals written all over all over it for me. Uh, eight to eleven. Hull smash four past uh, hapless Preston on opening day. Hull, sorry, QPR also in the goals in their game against Millwall. I mean, uh, QPR also a spicy game against Leighton Orient in the Carabao Cup. Um, on pens, Hull also a spicy game against Wigan in the Carabao Cup. I mean, there's just goals absolutely everywhere here. I think you've got Mark Wolverton in one dugout with attacking central defenders like Rob Dickey, who scored a 25-yarder um, at Loftus Road on opening day. And then you've got the Hull, uh, Lewis Potter, Wilkes, uh, McGuinness front three that looks so good on opening day. And I can't call the result. Uh, but I think both teams to score is is a good shout. Yeah, I can see that one, absolutely. Um, another one for me in the champ, Fulham away at Huddersfield, 17-20 to 20 for Fulham. Uh, similar situation for Huddersfield to, to Forest, kind of, really, because, as you've already mentioned, Huddersfield had a COVID hit, hit squad in their opening day game against Derby last weekend, and the latest updates show that none of those players will be back in time for this weekend either. So... You know, that weakened Huddersfield squad, who we've already tipped to, to be banged down there at the bottom end of the division anyway, coming up against a Fulham side who we think will be up there. I think Fulham are just going to have way too much quality for a, for a weakened Huddersfield. Uh, 17 to 20 looks like a good price. Yeah, you took it off my list. Championship, I am all cleaned up. I don't know if you've got anything additional to add for the second tier. Um... No. Go no. on. You've teased the profit chasers now. Make it brief. Make it brief. 
Um, I'm just thinking of Blackpool on the double chance. It's not the biggest price in the world. It's eight to fifteen. Uh, Blackpool are at home to Cardiff. They're two to one on the nose, but yeah, double chance. That extra little bit of safety, I think, for me. I've been, you know, impressed with Blackpool. They got a a 90th minute equaliser against Bristol City away from home last weekend. Then they smashed Middlesbrough in the cup three nil in midweek. So you know they've they've had a good start to life back in the Championship. Um, they're buoyant. And I think they can definitely get something from this game against Cardiff, who aren't exactly pulling up any trees really at the moment. They drew with Barnsley on their opening day, scraped a 3-2 against Sutton in midweek. So, yeah, for me, Blackpool, you know, double chance looks a decent bet. Okay. Let's look at League One then. Yeah, I'll get us kicked off in League One with Pompey. Uh, Tom, I'm really worried about crew. I'm really worried about the railway men. Uh, over the last year, 18 months, they've lost basically all their best players. Uh, in their last league game, uh, there was a notable, there's quite a few notable absences, such as Tom Lowry, etc. Rumoured that would, they would be leaving the club. They lost Charlie Kirk today. Uh, we're recording on the Thursday. Charlie Kirk left for League One rivals Charlton and crew. They, they literally seem to be in a fire sale at the moment. Portsmouth, 3-4 uh, to four at home. They got off to a good start with a win over Fleetwood. Uh, they did lose to Millwall in the Carabao Cup, but I'm, I'm not too worried about that. Uh, crew, for the record, a uh, draw at home to newly promoted Cheltenham and a win over... An, Recently promoted to the EFL, Hartlepool 1-0 Carabao Cup. I'm all in on Portsmouth. This is a bit more of a narrative thing than, than form. Uh, I just feel like crew crew have basically had all their weapons taken off them and they're going to war. Basically, that's how I'd summarise it. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, lots of big losses for crew in terms of personnel. But yeah, uh, Lincoln are a team that I'm looking at as well this weekend. They're 11-10. to 10. They're at home to Fleetwood Town. Tom Walker, you predicted Fleetwood Town will go down this season. Um, lost their opening day game at home to Portsmouth, 1-0. Lost in midweek in the Carabao Cup to Stoke, 2-1. Um, and that just kind of follows on from a poor end to pre-season, really. I know we're saying like, we don't want to look at pre-season too much, but you know, in their, their last two pre-season games, this Fleetwood side lost 3-0 to Chester, and 4-0 to Wrexham. You know, they're two National League sides that they've got battered by. Um, followed up with these two losses that we spoke about in competitive football at the start of the season. And I think going away to Lincoln, um, which is always a tough place to go, I think I think they're going to get beaten again. Um, I'll be surprised at this score. I think Lincoln will get at least two. Uh, so 11-10 to 10 looks a good value bet to me. Yep, I had that one. On my list, uh, I'm moving, Tom, into the goals market. So we're going to go for some both teams to score here. I'm going to rattle two off in quick succession. I'm going to go for MK Dons and Sunderland. I think this one, in terms of MK Dons, definitely leaps off the page. They were involved in a 5-0 loss in the Carabao Cup. Uh, they had their Carabao Cup game against Bournemouth before the start of the season. Uh, then they followed that up with a 3-3 draw away at Bolton. Sunderland, they have had a 2-1 win over Wigan in the league and a 2-1 win over Port Vale in the Carabao Cup. Uh, 
basically, I just feel like MK Dons, even though Dean Lewington is in interim charge, not Russell Martin, things seem to be continuing in terms of the uh, the intent anyway. Um, so from that side of things, I'm happy to tip that game up at three to four. And then we've just mentioned Bolton and we're going to do Wimbledon, Bolton, both teams to score. That one's 10 to 11. And again, a, a similar thing, really. We'll lean on Bolton, 3-3, obviously, with MK. And then uh, a absolute barnstormer against uh, Championship Barnsley in the Carabao Cup. Uh, it, it was after penalty kicks, 5-4. It was 0-0 uh, at uh, full-time. But by all accounts, this game could have been 5-6 all, to be honest with you. It was an absolute mystery that goals didn't go in uh, from what I've read and seen. And then Wimbledon as well, you know, they lost 2-1. Uh, sorry, they beat Doncaster 2-1 on the opening day of League One and then went and played Charlton, uh, an all-League One affair in the Carabao Cup, won 1-0 as well. Uh, by all accounts, again, they've got uh, some real attacking intent. Hopefully, Luke McCormick is fit because he managed to get a goal and an assist on debut after his release from Chelsea. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to add one more to that as well that I like both teams to score-wise. Uh, 10 to 11, and it's Burton against Ipswich. And we spoke about Ipswich last weekend. Um, I just, I still feel like I'm justified in being on the fence based on their first two games. So they drew last weekend 2-2 against Morecambe, lost in the Carabao Cup in midweek against Newport County, although I appreciate that Ipswich did play generally pretty well in that game and were pretty unlucky not to score. Um, but it just seems to me like, although they've brought in a lot of good quality players, they are still gelling and learning to play together as a team. And for the time being, I think we could potentially take advantage of that or the teams can take advantage of that. And at least Burton, I, I expect to get on the score sheet. Ipswich have all the firepower they need in, in you know, up front. Joe Piggott, uh, Connor Chaplin, etc. to get goals. I think at the moment... Because they're not gelled properly as a team, they're conceding as well. So I think for me, both teams to score at 10 to 11 uh, is something we can take advantage of. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy happy to jump on that, mate. That's one, uh, that's one I did consider for sure. So it's no surprise that you've brought it up. Um, but that is, that's that for League One for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, happy to go to Tier 4. Tom, do you want to get us kicked off, mate? Yeah, I'll get us kicked off. Um, there's only actually one thing that I, that I had down. Bloody hell! Short change. Short change. Yeah, I don't want to short change all the League Two fans, but but yeah, you know, it's it's a very tricky league, especially you know this stage of the season. Uh, the only one that stood out for me is Salford to get a win at home to Sutton United, and I've I've gone for the classic big club in the division against little club in the division here. Salford seventeen to twenty. Uh, to get the victory, they've got all the personnel, the, the quality of the squad advantage, the home advantage that they need to get a win. Uh, we've seen Sutton, you know, they put up a fight in their first couple of games. They lost 2-1 to Forest Green um, in the league, then 3-2 to Cardiff in the Carabao Cup in midweek. But my takeaway from that is, you know, the conceding goals have conceded five in two games. They've lost on both occasions. So whilst they're giving it a good go, I think the quality difference in the teams they're coming up against is currently showing um, so that's why I'm going to go for Salford at 17 to 20. 
I feel like Sutton have been have been good value. Yeah, I know it doesn't look good on on paper, but this kind of brings me back to to uh, Peterborough. I, I think Sutton will be all right this season. Uh, they'll they'll ruffle a lot of feathers, and yeah, Salford. I'm just not convinced by him. I, I need to see I need to see more from Salford before I'm backing him at, at odds on seventeen to twenty. I think that's downright shameful from you. To be honest with you, I don't, I don't think it is. I think it'll be a comfortable winner. This All will right. be a, a steady winner. Whatever. Anyway, um, I'm going to go for Swindon. Swindon at home to Carlisle, nineteen to ten. I have no idea what has happened at Swindon, but the narrative of that club has changed so much in the last seven, ten, fourteen days. Um, they went from a lot of people had them in the conversation to go down. Now people have them in the conversation, you know, maybe mid-table, top 10. I'm loving what I'm seeing. Um, Carlisle, a little bit slow out of the blocks. They're obviously one of the better sides in the league. So I'm, I'm definitely not, you know, being having short-term vision with these guys. Um, but a nil-nil at home to Colchester was a bit of a, a disappointing start for a team I expect to be in and around the top 10. But yeah, it's it's all narrative and it's all kind of momentum with with Swindon. I'm I'm really enjoying what's coming out of the club at the moment, and they are priced at nineteen to ten. Uh, I also like the look of Barrow, to be honest with you. Barrow at home to Hartlepool. This again is similar to Peterborough, where you know I'm not just looking for teams that have won their opening game and their and their cup game. I, I feel like that's that's lazy and it's it's not really it's not really research. I'm looking at Barrow uh, off the back of a loss to Stevenage and a win against Scunthorpe. I think Stevenage will go well this season. I don't think that is anything to be embarrassed about. The win over Scunthorpe is is obviously expected and routine. If they didn't win that, I would have been concerned. And Hartlepool uh, beat Crawley, who John Yems made it very clear were not at it at all. And then <laughs> they lost at home to Crew. Obviously, crew are the league above, but as I mentioned, it's a little bit of a uh, of a gloomy cloud over there at the moment. So, in terms of results-wise, you, you probably couldn't pick between the two of them. But in terms of, you know, the narratives over Hartlepool and Barrow, how they've started their season, the, the caliber of the teams they've played, and what I expect from each each side, I, I am going to back Barrow. They're seventeen to ten, and I think that is. An unbelievable price, to be honest with you. Well, a couple of big juicy prices there. Yeah, chucking um, them out for fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that, yeah, if you've not got anything else, nor have I. Um, one no. disappointment from League Two is that the Crawley-Harrogate game is postponed, so we'll have no um, no funny-to-watch John Yem's post-match press conference this weekend. I probably would have backed Harrogate as well, to be honest. So that's a shame. But yeah, uh, happy to move on to the uh, bomb-proof trebles, Tom. We're going to rattle through yeah. these pretty quickly because unfortunately they were, they were not great. Uh, I had Wickham to win. They won 2-0. Ipswich uh, to beat Morecambe. It was 2-2. And I had QPR to beat Millwall. And it was 1-1. So no losers, but just the one winner and two draws from me. Yeah, for me, in the three o'clock, I had Rotherham. They won 2-0. I had Huddersfield against Derby. Uh, that was a one-all draw. And then in the late kickoff, it didn't matter anyway because the treble had lost. 
I had Sheffield United to beat Birmingham, but they went down 1-0 as well. Um, so, yeah, not the best weekend. You know, opening day is always a tough one, always a little bit of an extra gamble. Um, but, yeah, some disappointing results in there. You know, Ipswich, coupon busted a lot of people, I think. Sheffield United in the late kickoff, I think. Uh, a lot of people got stung by them as well. Um, but, yeah. yeah, we weren't alone, I don't think, last weekend. No, no, we weren't. We weren't. But new week, new opportunity. As we mentioned, some teams uh, have played two games now. Uh, the Premier League obviously also kicking off. So we're going to read out our bomb-proof trebles for this week. Now, it, the whole show in general, but it's very important when it comes to this part that we stress is for over-18s only. It's really important that you also gamble aware. We only want you to bet what you can afford to lose. Gambling comes with real, real risks. Uh, it's supposed to be fun. And if it's not fun and you feel like you are out of control, you can reach out to so many organizations and people within the community, including ourselves. Tom, I will let you go first. Uh, you can read out your treble to the masses. Right, so I am going to go for a treble of Bournemouth away at Nottingham Forest, 6-5 to five for Bournemouth. Fulham away at Huddersfield Town, 17-20 to 20 for Fulham. And Lincoln at home to Fleetwood Town, 11-10 to 10 for Lincoln. And a £10 example stake returns £89.74 pence back. All right. Great, Tommy boy. Sounds good to me, mate. Uh, I am going to do Prem Champ League One. Uh, so, starting off in the Premier Division, Everton at home to Southampton, 10 to 11. I'm also going to drop then into League One. I'm going to take Portsmouth. They are at home against Crew Alexandra, 3 to 4 for Pompey. And then in the same division, League One, we're going to throw both teams to score into the mix. And we're going to back MK Dons and Sunderland. £10 example stake on returns 58 back. Yeah, nice. Nice. I like it. I think we've got two good, solid trebles there. Um, so hopefully, you know, if, if you back them, we'll all get winners together. But just let us know anyway what, what you're backing, what your thoughts are on, uh, on, on our picks, your own picks, any trebles that you, you fancy yourselves as well. Yeah, we'd love to know. Uh, firing into the least popular uh, part of the show for myself anyway is our fantasy football league so with the Premier League starting on Friday night uh, get involved last year we had 200 odd teams hopefully it's, it's going to grow this season uh, there's a £20 free bet on offer for the winner of the league and it's just fun really uh, the league code uh, I mean I don't know why I'm reading this out because Maybe people are driving or whatever, but it's M3M61Y. M3M61Y. So get involved. Uh, I really, really, really just want to give a quick shout out uh, to Liam, Ezard14. He said, this is the year where you prove the doubters wrong, Tom W. And honestly, mate, I, I really hope it is because this will be the fourth season. And I think I've finished in the lower half every year. So, fingers crossed, mate. Thanks for the uh, support. Yeah, yeah. I love Liam's confidence in you there, but he is so wrong. He's... <laughs> How dare he's you? He's not. He's not. Well, I, I messaged you the other day 
and I said, are you ready for fantasy football? And you said you'd not, you'd put your team together in 15 minutes. That's how much thought has <laughs> gone into your fantasy no, football. No, listen, team. it's because, it's minutes. because, no, wait, wait, I'm the admin <laughs> for the league. So I had to, I was, tr- was going to try to get the league up for everyone else and then do my team. But then I realised I needed a team before I set the league up. So I just whacked a team together in 15 minutes. I went back to look at it today, actually, and I was like, do you know what? That's actually the best team you can pick. So, yeah, I'm really happy with it. Unbelievable. Send me it later. But, yeah, um, I just love how this part of the show is already your least favourite and the league's not even started yet. <laughs> it's, it's crap. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, Profit Chasers, I do enjoy, what, something I do enjoy is growing our Twitter community. T underscore FB podcast. Please, 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 please give us a follow. Um, I sounded very desperate, but we we do really want to grow this community. Uh, we feel like the content out there is is pretty fun, and we're building a nice community, and we want you to be part of it. So please follow. Yep, and if you have enjoyed the show, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us uh, a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Currently, we're with the agonizing score of 4.8 out of 5 on iTunes. Um, so a few extra five-star reviews will push us over the threshold to become 5 out of 5 again. So, Well, the point two community can shove it, to be honest with you. No, not really. Right, we, we appreciate all, all constructive criticism, guys. If you haven't enjoyed... Um, why are we inviting negative criticism? Anyway, don't if you haven't enjoyed me. the show, please let us know no, why. Don't let us know. I don't know. It just... <laughs> Okay, even if you don't like the show, please rate us five stars. <laughs> that's better. Yeah, please do. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything, is it? Social media? Have we done social media? Yeah. Yeah, done. Well, that's everything then, I think. So yeah, we hope you have enjoyed the show this week. Um, we hope you've got some good tips from it. We hope to see... Hope to see plenty of winning bet slips uh, come, what, 5.30 or whenever, really, over the weekend. So good luck for whatever bets you put on this weekend. Thank you for listening once again, and we'll be back at the same time next week. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.